0: We are a group of friends, bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns.
1: Welcome, and thank you for joining us for an episode of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. Today with us, we have in our crew, Kiel Thor. What's up, Kill?
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: Good, good to have you. We have Big Perm. What's up, Perm?
2: Hey, what's up, everyone?
1: We have our frequent guest, Jen the Ninja. Hey, hey. Hello. And with us, we have our special guest today, Zach, who also goes by Shakur424 on Twitter. Hey, Zach, thanks for joining us.
3: I can hear you guys.
1: Okay, perfect. I actually kind of
3: skipped out there for a second.
1: All right, perfect. Well, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. And then um, the topic that we're talking about today is because Perm posed this question in the Discord. Why is the story of Tupac Shakur back in the news after all this time? So that's what kind of kicked us off down this rabbit hole. And uh, Jen suggested that we touch base with Zach. So Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, following Tupac, all that good stuff.
3: Yeah, well, so yeah, my name is... I don't know there's nothing to say about me i'm canadian born and raised in canada uh i live in mexico now um and uh I just i'm on twitter you know like means like everyone else and yelling at war criminals um but yeah big part of my life has been is and uh it'd be nice to kind of hear someone else's kind of uh story with that why they got interested in in Pac or his death or his music or whatever. Um, But at a certain point, all of us hear about Tupac and he got shot, or did he fake his death because he was all obsessed with Machiavelli in jail and, or wait, did like Suge set him up because he, he, you know, Pac wanted to leave death row?
2: maybe the rest of us should tell our introduction to tupac for now
0: my introduction to tupac was uh all my uh, annoying friends when i was
2: a teenager refused to stop
0: playing tupac music and uh i had to block him out of my of my mind at times oh zach went away
1: so you're not a tupac fan kill
0: i am not I'm not a fan of the...
4: I'm not really surprised, either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what? I res- I respect his uh, authority and skill as a rapper in the 90s.
4: Hey, he did that good country song where he kind of liked country rap. He kind of pioneered that whole genre.
0: Wow. You know what? That's probably my least favorite musical genre. The merging of <laughs> hip hop and country.
4: <laughs> is that where it started? Because contract, contract didn't did, surprise me. <laughs> that's where it started. Yeah, Wait, know, two two two. I don't even remember what the I thought, it it, I thought Nelly maybe
0: it did had, that. I thought it had something to do with Justin, Oh Maybe it was
4: Nelly. Maybe Nelly it was and Nelly. Like Tim McGraw or something. Nelly like and Tim McGraw. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's exactly yes. right. Big Prime. Oh. That
1: kicked off hop. Hiccup. Yeah. Oh. I haven't heard oh.
4: that
0: term. Oh, is he back? You can put him on.
1: Yes. Zach, you with us? Can you hear us, Zach? Zach, can you hear us? All
3: right. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Can you guys hear me? Yeah,
2: we can. uh,
1: Okay, so we were going to go ahead and do quickly, like, how Tupac is on our radar. So, Keel went ahead and went. So, um, Perm, Jen, if you guys want to chime in on that.
2: Uh, I was, like, 13 when Tupac died, but... uh... Growing up in Seattle, West Coast, I mean, he was the biggest rapper alive to us at the time. And I, I didn't listen to a ton of hip hop until high school probably, but Tupac was always like number one to us.
1: Jen, what about you?
2: Okay, should I go? Okay. So as you guys
4: know, I'm also Canadian. I also grew, in the, grew up in the 416. So I don't know. We we all have like – you just hear a lot of urban music. And when I went to high school in the U.S., we would always come home and listen to 106 and Park. So basically, you know, it was just like whatever was on. And I don't know. Hip-hop was like a big part of my life back then. I think it always – I don't really listen to it now but like i mean i love all that shit like Aaliyah, all that like i just that's what i did that's what my prep was for this episode was just like listening to like the best of when i remember like the the dude with the with the dreads and like free on 106 and park that's you know so i that's pretty much it like i i know him i know know who he is that's it so
1: for me my introduction really because i grew up in rural north carolina so i listened to a lot of country music and i listened to classic rock so a lot of pop what or uh, whatever was not that Not that Tupac was necessarily pop, but he became extremely popular. So I didn't really have exposure to that, but I did have exposure to when these people died and what was in the news about them. It was kind of like Nirvana for me. I was in middle school, I think, when I heard about Kurt and I, but I wasn't familiar with Nirvana because that's not what I was exposed to as a kid. So um, later in life, of course, I've listened to Nirvana, all of that stuff. But it that was not part of my norm. And certainly hip-hop was not on my radar. So then by the time I get in high school, Biggie and Tupac had passed away. And this was like the rise of Eminem. It was the rise of Dr. Dre. And that was super um, fundamental, you know, at, in – hanging out with your friends listening driving around Mm -hmm. with your friends like that was the music that was played at that time Um, But I I wasn't really into that scene. And then as I have gotten older, I have heard bits and pieces about Tupac, but I haven't really done a deep dive. And then my true interest has been piqued when we start to get into the occult side of things, because uh, like we're discussing before, Zach, you kind of have a lot of stuff happening in Hollywood and in the music industry. You have people like Isaac Weishaupt who are doing analysis of the occult symbolism that's in their music, that's in their videos, that's in their um, their photos that are released to the press. So then, um, as, as I said earlier, Perm had shared the article that The New York Post said that an investigation was being done in a home in Las Vegas in relation to the death of Tupac Shakur. And he said, why is this here now after all this time so that's kind of what brought us all together and yeah we want to kind of get into it with you and if you want to give us a little bit of history of you know of him you know as much as you know or want to say and then we'll kind of take it from there
3: yeah um i mean i was kind of talking i don't know where i cut off i got cut off and stuff like that um but i was talking about the the early days of the internet we could go around and you were getting tons of sites with all this stuff about Pac um, who killed him or he he faked his death and all that kind of stuff but I got kind of a similar story like while I'm both on Kurt and on Pac I was a little late to the party like I was I, I get into them both like right after they died right in middle school it was it was yeah we're listening to Pearl Jam Nirvana Stone Temple Pilots Nine Inch Nails um really I'm getting into it when uh when, uh, Manson drops, um, sweet dreams, that EP smells like children or whatever. And that's on the radio all day long, right? Like that's, that's what I'm, I'm listening to and Kurt had died, I guess, maybe a year two years before, I don't know, something like that. And fast forward a little bit to grade nine, get into high school and stuff. And I'm still not into rap. I'm, I'm banging corn, deaf tones. Um Metallica and stuff like that. And um, I got I got a good friend of mine grew up next door to him. It's like a brother. And he starts going, oh you gotta come over, you gotta listen to the CD, you gotta listen to this album. Right? Th- th- these guys are going crazy. And it was um West Side Connection. And he he puts on King of the Hill, and I just go nuts. I'm like, whoa, they're just I mean, they're making fun of they're making fun of Cypress Hill like. Like, crazy, right? And I wasn't into Cyprus. I wasn't into rap. And I was like, this dude with a little high voice and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. All these these punchlines are great. And that's why I got into Pac, because I'd heard a couple songs California Love wasn't into, I Ain't Mad at You wasn't into. And then I heard Hit Em Up, and everything changed. I heard Hit Em Up and Changes, like, at the same time, and everything changed for me. Like, it just – one of the first CDs I bought was the – um the uh, greatest hits which which has those, those two joints on it. And I would just be walking around with that on repeat all the time. And very soon within a few years, now all of a sudden on the internet, I'm seeing all this stuff about sevens, right? Like, Oh, it's, you know, cause now you've got the seven day theory comes out. He's on the cover crucified. You've got uh, what was it? Uh, the producer of the album is some name from the Bible. It's like it's no no producer we've ever heard of Simon or something like that. And you've got a lot of people saying, "Oh, Suge is doing Shug Knight is doing this to 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 drive sales and to create all this controversy and stuff." And in the, the in the Twitter age, like now in the TikTok age, we know this. We understand this, right? From news to podcast to everything people are just i mean they're just hungry for engagement right any any press is good press right kind of it's the same principle but if you start looking at some of this stuff with the numbers with the sevens you start going crazy and there's a good few years where i thought Pac was alive i was like yo this guy this guy changed his name to Machiavelli. um i read uh i read the prints back then when i was 15 or 16 or something but I didn't really understand it, understand it till much later. Uh, which is kind of where there's all breaks for me, okay? Because back then, when I'm 16, 17, 18, I could tell you all of the sevens. He died at, what time did he die? At 4.03, I think. So four plus zero plus three equals seven. He died at 25 years old. Two plus five equals seven. Um, even from the movies, there's um, one of the movies... Where he's the cop he's he's the cop with belushi um not gang related in one of this at the start of the movie they're in a motel room and what's the number of the motel room take a guess take a wild guess seven it's seven, it's seven. Right? so it's seven it's seven 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 how many days is he in the hospital for after he shot seven days in the hospital yeah it. like it's just oh, over yeah, and over shit. but as you get older the internet gets better. You start finding out that some of these things aren't true. I think one of the things was one of the tracks on, on, uh, can no one hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can, can hear you. Hear you. Hello?
0: Yep. Hello? We can hear you. Yeah, no, we can hear you. I'm okay. <clears throat> Keep going. Yep.
3: <laughs> all right. All right. You guys are all swirling around. Okay. Um, Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I forget what track it is. I'm pretty sure it's on, um, on uh, the Seven Day Theory. That's on one of these songs, and there's only six. Um, But did, do the numbers really matter? Maybe we'll get into the occult stuff later. Um, You start thinking about going back to Kurt, and you start thinking about Courtney. And uh was Kurt, with that much heroin in his system, was he able to take that shotgun and uh, put it to his hand? No way. Courtney's dad, whether she was groomed.
4: Yup.
2: If he... Young 100%. Young, if uh, you see that... You know, uh, and result, if he watched Soaked in Bleach, there's true. no way you'll ever believe that People he killed himself.
3: ...who look into Tupac's... Yeah, can you guys
2: hear me? Can you hear me? He cut yeah, out for a second. Yeah, but- yeah you, heard, you heard it, yeah. for a
1: second. But yes, we I can you hear us? Hello?
4: I can hear you guys. Hello? Oh, I can
3: hear yeah?
4: Yeah, we can okay. hear you fine. Can
1: you hear us?
3: Kind I can hear you now.
1: Okay, so yeah, so Perm was saying that we agree on the suspicious nature of Kurt Cobain's death. Absolutely, and and definitely the connection with uh, Courtney Love. Her father was a CIA um, asset or CIA employee, and there's some indication that maybe she was groomed, or that she was brainwashed, or that she was part of this program as well.
2: 100%. Yeah, they had her Nicole- uh, all the big events, like... Casting out drugs and schmoozing with the rock stars and things like that.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Like how did she and get, I, get to Japan? At in they, ah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's—they're not the only ones, right? You look at music, you look into Hollywood. It's just like there, there's—I'm not gonna lie. Twenty-four was one of my favorite shows. I've watched all the seasons like probably seven or eight times. And I know it's a hundred percent propaganda, right? It's a hundred percent war on terror propaganda, like openly the Pentagon people are there, like advising them and stuff during the time. And I was like, I know, I don't care, I enjoy it, right? It's it's great, it's a well-made show, great entertainment and stuff. But this stuff is everywhere. So
1: so let me let forward... me Oh, I'm sorry, give me one second, Zach. I just wanted to clarify 100. so after after the death happened, you were and, and this was sort of the really the rise of a lot of available information on the internet. So this is you pretty soon became skeptical of what the real story was. Is that Immediately. right?
3: Immediately. Like I'm pr- probably six or eight, six months, a year after I'm like really introduced to Pac and getting into him and stuff. I'm finding all this stuff on the internet, 16, 17. And it, I'm just like, oh, there's no way. Like, either it was a setup or he faked his death. Like, there's there's too many, there's too many coincidences, right? There's too many things with this number 7-13 as well. What did he die on Friday the thirteenth or something like that? Um, there's a few other thirteens. Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Right. So I'm I, there. I was like, there's no way this was a clean. Just like, um, you know, someone just just shot him. Right, because they were they, they were having a fight or cause it was just a low-level a hit from a low-level gang situation or something like that. No, there's got there's got to be something, to be something more something involved. involved. And then if you fast forward, I'm probably 19 or 20. And uh, the reason why it doesn't matter, I just ended up at the library two, three times a week. Um and why? Because I went there, I think, to read up on, on some history stuff, World War II and World War One and stuff. While I was there, I'd, I'd heard for a few years about Freemasons and Illuminati and stuff. And I'm like, huh, look, I wonder if there's anything here in the library I can find, right? So I punch it in the computer and there's a bunch of books on this stuff. And I'm like, huh? Like they'll just let me, they have it at the library here. They'll let me read about Freemasons and Freemasons writing books. They're putting them in the library. So I start, I start reading about that. I start reading at the same time I'm reading about world, the the world wars and some european history and stuff and again the prince i find the prince i find the art of war i pull those out i start reading those again and then i find this book called labyrinth la la Brinth, i guess one of the famous ones from back then the older ones about Pac and biggie and it's i guess it's like a report a investigative journalist or something and the one cop who kind of came up with this whole story about when they were investigating Uh, the murders and it basically talks a lot about the corruption of the LAPD and the the connections between the gangs and the cops. And I'm reading this book and I'm reading this book while at the same time I'm reading about all the secret societies. I still have one of the books that I I, I just forgot to uh, return to the library. It's like this old book from the 1800s, 1700s or something just a list of all the secret societies and a bunch of their, like what they do, their symbolism and stuff. And, um, the Rosicrucians and all of them, uh, uh, tons of them. And, uh, it just kind of like hit me like a brick wall one day, right. When I'm reading this book about all this corruption and we already know all the cops that were moonlighting for death row, um, as bodyguards, correct? As bodyguards. Yeah. Security and stuff like that. Um, so it just hit me and i was like wait a second okay we know they're secret societies like we know this right like there, no one denies that freemasonry exists it does but do they need to be freemasons in order to kind of cover up a murder not necessarily and so for a lot of years, it just kind of like i started looking at the world differently got a lot into politics and this and that and that and we can see this throughout politics everywhere like you don't need a super packer with dark money in order to influence right like you've got certain lobbies that we don't have to mention that are just out in the open and they're just you know you've got Raytheon um <laughs> I think I was on where was I was I on I, w- I think I was on political a couple days ago just screenshotting an article about Ukraine and what's their ad right in the middle of the article says a message from Lockheed Martin and this is a big paragraph about blah blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like like we don't need like it doesn't it doesn't have to include secret societies. Their societies are out in the open right the way they do things and and do their conspiracies.
1: And, right. Well and I would say that a lot of the people that are in charge of these forward facing businesses such as Lockheed Martin, such as politicians, they are they are associated within these societies themselves whether that happens to be Freemasons, whether it happens to be Skull and Bones, whether it happens to be um, the one that the, the, yeah, and there's one that the conservatives are in that even like Glenn Beck and um, Alex Jones are a part of. That's why they never talk about that particular one. But so I'm of the opinion that these societies are actually just hurting the population from different sides into the same new world order but um that's pretty awesome that you started making these connections that long ago
3: yeah i mean this is like uh, this is even before like uh we've heard of alex jones right before he hits the scene and when when he hits the scene i'm like yo he's too crazy for me and then now nowadays everyone's got their alex jones was right tip jar overflowing but it's also like kind of like yeah we understand he's playing a role and he's kind of he's he's being flamboyant about it and And yeah, I think that's kind of one thing where last year or whatever, everyone started jumping on the the world economic forum and I'm like, I get it guys, all you normies, you're just like realizing that like think tanks and these kind of groups get together and elites from different industries openly like party and collude and stuff like that. But like, it's the same thing as all these other groups, right? The Bilderbergs and trilateral commission and blah, 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 whatever at CFR and stuff. like the important part isn't the group because these people are part of different groups and different companies and different governments the part that's important there is why uh scott ritter i'm sure you've heard of him someone asked scott ritter the other day about henry kissinger showing up in china last week uh and he's like guys do you don't understand that every president talks to henry kissinger like 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 that guy is That guy's a go-to guy in the deep state. He's just a little bit above the deep state because he's a bit more high profile for so many decades. And it's just kind of like, yeah, like, I mean, like these people jump between companies and governments and think tanks and, and, and marketing PR firms and BlackRock and whatnot, who knows, right? The, The point really isn't to get bogged down in the specifics, unless you're talking, talking about a specific, um, Exactly like a, a very specific situation that you want to you want to break down, right? So, when it comes to Tupac, when it comes to death row and stuff like that, um, you'll have just just, just uh, I'm just gonna give you an example. When Pac was on bail, right? When Suge Knight visit visits Tupac in jail and said, apparently writes on a napkin or whatever, 1.5 million, 1.7 million. I'll post it for your bond. You're gonna you're gonna make three albums for me. This and that and that. And he comes out, you'll still to this day have people like Dre and Jimmy Iovine arguing that it wasn't Suge Knight who bailed him out. It was Interscope because Interscope fronted the money to Death Row that was kind of like a subsidiary still at the time and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, are you really going to worry about those? Do those details matter? Like, we understand Pac was getting moved around because the label didn't want him. Interscope didn't really want to have to deal with it. And Suge Knight was like, oh, I can get that, blah, blah, blah. It's it's as simple as that, right? Um, But Pac has to always, like always, right? With his lyrics and what he's saying, he's got to contradict himself. He's got to throw us for loops and stuff. And uh, it's not just called, you know, it's not just Machiavelli, the seven-day theory, it's the Don Columinati. So what does Columinati mean, right? What happens? Right? I think it's on um, uh, Until the End of Time. Is that song, Illuminati? He's got the outlaws outlaws on it and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, my God. You could find websites, too, where he's talking about where, oh, Tupac means he's going to kill the Illuminati, right? That is that what he's talking about? Well, there's there's that song. There's that track, um, They Don't Give a F About Us. And uh, what does he say? He says, I got to deal with black brothers – bleeding uh before I worry about microchips or something like that right and he's kind of saying like yo I'm really worried about uh they 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 say expect Illuminati put my body to sleep or something like that but he's like I gotta worry about black I still all I see is black blood dripping or something something about computer chips but really what he's saying there is I gotta worry about our local kind of issues our problems on the streets with our family and stuff like that before I worry about this the the new world order right
1: Yeah, because Um, if you truly are in a um, in drug culture, in gang culture, then the threat to your life is immediate.
3: It's not. You're worried. You're more worried about the corrupt cop than the police chief who's going to the the World Economic Forum. Right. Meaning like like, you're relevant to you. Right. Until you start looking into the music industry. I don't know. I'm. I, you guys, you must have heard about this, like, rumor about this meeting. It's been going around probably for a year or something. Some people talk about it on podcasts or sometimes there'll be a post on, on Twitter or whatever. Um, about, like, how there was this big, there was this meeting where a bunch of people, um, industry people, agents and whatnot or whatever, were invited to this meeting at a house. And they were told that, look, we're going to start investing in... Prisons, because while this rap music is blowing up, what we're doing is we're pushing this rap music that's all about that illegal life, right? Drugs, guns, crime. And that's going to drive a whole bunch of the population to do crime because it's glorifying that stuff and prisons are going to explode. And um, now who knows about that story? Um, I don't know if
2: Sam Tripoli talks about that starting with... Uh, with. Uh... Down, drawn a blank. Uh, NWA and be it that Ice Cube didn't actually come from the hood and that oh, he was he didn't. Placed yeah. there to get the community to buy into this gangster rap thing instead of the like positive hip hop that was coming out before them.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and neither and, did Drake.
2: Drake
4: didn't come from the, you know, I'm yo, just I throwing to, it out there. Drake Drake's fake too.
3: I used to, I used go to watch Degrassi i used to go yeah me uh, too i used to go right down on queen street to the i forget what the company's the store is called but it's where you get all your stuff for the kitchen uh your knives and
4: boards and yeah 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 kitchen stuff plus yeah 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 i know exactly that place. <laughs> it wasn't kitchen right stuff at, it's plus. like before it's bathurst one. okay it's yeah the somewhere there it's like Queen of bathroom or and bathurst,
3: something like okay, that okay yeah and yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where we went to high school with and and it's kind of random because that that place where I was working at, at that time, the brothers, the sons of the owners, they know Drake. They're friends with Drake. They would be in his, in his penthouse and they're telling me stories and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, the music is trash, right? Like, I'm like, how, to the one dude, I was like, yo man, you grew up on Cube and, and woo like me and stuff. How are you like, you're bumping Lil Wayne and Drake and stuff. And he's like, Zach, it's the girls. The girls like the beats in the club. What do you want, right? Like um <laughs> that's what it is. That's that that's what the music's about, right? Um but yeah, Drake is I mean, you know, I I, I guess at least he doesn't pretend to be a gangster and stuff, but Pot got drawn into it.
4: Well, right? he kinda does. He kinda does a little bit. He
3: he tries, but then like Pusha T just bodied him with that story of Adonai or whatever. Like I just if he gets stocked up against a real rapper, it's just... I, I, I look at Drake as an R&B singer, right? He's not a rapper. He's just an R&B no, singer. No, you're totally
4: right. You're totally right.
3: You know? And, I mean, the state of things today, it's just... It's horrendous, right? Um, well, I... I
4: just remember when he was like... Oh, sorry, Ashley.
1: Oh, that's okay. Go ahead.
4: No, I just remember when he was like a little shorty and he would go and he had like these two, like... Jamaican friends and they would go to that Uh club, that like Gunji Hip Hop Club on Young near Wellesley and they would go and like hand out flyers for his like uh showcases and I just I even remember that. Like that's how old I am. So I just think it's funny that he comes and is like, I'm so hard, I'm so hard. But like if you know like up in forest hill like maybe he did live in a basement of his grandparents house but like if you know what forest hill is like there's no house that's less than like six seven million so totally ridiculous like invented person like definitely is into like black magic shit and all that he wasn't really on the
3: bottom right i mean this guy was i mean this guy had his exactly yeah yeah and and that was that's kind of one of the things with tupac right that kind of really i think fascinates a lot of people is that contradiction that Okay. There's a big part of the music. That's the acting part, like the ice cube and easy. Well, maybe not easy so much, but the, the, the Dr. Dre and ice cube side of it, where he's, he's playing a part, but that comes from his other side, right? The Brenda's got a baby and part-time mother side and dear mama side where it's like, this is what I grew up around. So this is what I'm going to talk about. And it's all the good and the bad and the ugly. And, um, I heard, I, to, for, the, for the life of me to this day, I can't find this little interview or this interview clip that must have been on some like Eminem freestyle or something, and I downloaded back in the day. But I heard Eminem one day say, Tupac taught us that it's okay to have contradictions. And that's why I love him. And that really hit home for me because I was like, yeah, man, on one side he's talking about, in the same verse he'll be talking about, helping your community, and we're all victims, and so you can't blame us for this world that we were born in, that we didn't make, and at the same time, I'm the big Don who's going to come after you and, and end you, inside. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's almost like no coherence to it, unless you understand that he's just spitting, like, what's coming from his heart, right? And I think that's what captures a lot of people. So going back to his death, when he dies like this, no one knows there's no, it's what? It's 20... Twenty, I don't know what is it. Twenty eight years later, or something like that. It's almost three decades later. Case is still open. Why is he in the news again? Because they they raided someone's house. They won't tell us who. They won't tell us why. They're just saying that um in Las Vegas, I I believe it was Las Vegas police. Yes. They they raid a house for documents, videos. Who knows what. Um. There's, there's a few years ago, there was something about, uh, um, it's probably got to be like maybe even 10 years ago now. (laughs) If you type in Tupac, Tupac death confession letter or something, you're going to have someone in jail who wrote like a a letter that says like, I was the guy that, 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 um, that was supposed to shoot Shug. This guy was supposed to shoot Tupac. Uh, I think he blame. I think he's been hired me and stuff like, that. um,
0: Did we did we lose Zach again?
4: Yeah, sure. I did.
1: I did too. I think he's frozen.
4: Well, transnational connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably the. I don't know what the Canadian equivalent of the well. I guess he's in Mexico, right? So
2: yeah. the yeah
0: secret police are working in conjunction with the FBI to. Keep this connection from happening, so we can't have the show.
4: Obviously.
1: Okay, here he is. Hey Zach, you're back okay, with us. Awesome. Can you hear us?
4: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you guys.
1: Okay, so we lost you when you were discussing. Uh, we were kind of getting into the the New York Times article. Um,
2: and the confession. Excuse letter. me, the New
1: York the New York Post article. Yeah, and the fact that we don't really know. Who it is, uh, whose home that they're raiding, or anything like that? You want to pick up from there?
3: Yeah. Well, so we start thinking about what's the truth. What are we supposed to believe and stuff? You have this confession letter. Uh, A few years ago, um, I was watching Vlad TV, like pretty heavy. Uh, I was, I was really into some of the, some of the return guests he had on all the time and stuff. And, uh, I'm listening. We hate Vlad. We hate DJ Vlad. Everyone hates DJ Vlad, but I mean, we're there for, to get, the the secrets, right? Uh, what the, what, 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 all these rappers and stuff are going to spill the beans on. Um, a few years my back can you guys hear me
2: yeah yeah we can hear
4: you. yep it's good. it's good okay okay
3: so i was just saying about vlad tv i'm watching a lot of i'm watching a lot of vlad tv interviews and uh he starts bringing on this guy uh greg greg kating his name is he's a cop Uh, from LA I believe that got put on the Biggie Smalls murder and like late I think he got put on in the 2000 something he starts investigating he gets on the Tupac's murder and this and that and And he extracts a confession a recorded confession from Keefie D. Uh, Southside Crip uh, probably heard of Southside Crips because of Orlando Anderson uh, which is the guy that Tupac uh, gets in a fight with on Fight Night, on the night that he he gets shot in the casino. So we'd seen this video for years. It's the casino video, and you see Pac walking around and gets into it with this guy, and you got a bunch of people start jumping on him and stuff, and then they all they they they, they book it and there's different stories. What exactly happened? They went back, changed this and that and that. Tupac wasn't wearing a vest. Like apparently he was always wearing a vest since he got shot in 94, which again, this is the stuff when we're growing up with the internet, we see things like this on a website, you know, site.com He's like, Tupac was always wearing a vest since he got shot the first yeah, time. Apparently it was he wasn't too hot there. to get
2: shot that day.
3: Yeah. And, uh, but then it's, it's like there's tons of pictures and stuff with him not wearing a vest when he's with Death Row, right? Like, I, you know. So there's a bunch of stuff like this, right? But everyone agrees. The white car... Uh, what was it? A, a Cadillac or... or or what, a white Benzels Cadillac. White Cadillac, okay. Rolls up to the car. Uh, they start shooting. Cadillac rolls off. Suge pulls a U.E. And Pac, you know, tells the... I, I don't think he. I don't know if he was a bike cop or like a para, paramedic on a bike or something that asked it, them I who did there this was or something. Bicycle
2: cops that followed them.
3: There's yeah, there's there's someone on a on a bike or something, and you know that's Pac's famous last words, right? He was just like "f you," right? Even as mm-hmm. he's dying, he's not gonna, he's not going to talk to the to the police. Um, and so we're all mesmerized. We're like, oh man, you know Bishop. You know, he, you know, he shot cops when he wasn't famous and right to the end, you know, he's saying F the cops and this and that and and then a few months later, Biggie gets got, um, there's a whole other story on that side. If anyone wants to check out Gene Deal, which was, um, Puffy's bodyguard, who's now like a, a disgruntled former employee who says a lot of stuff on the streams but it's, he's hard to listen to he rambles a lot and this and that, and that but there's some there's some stuff there and some stories there um with for example andre harrell that i've heard and stuff like that but um this guy greg kating comes onto vlad tv he gets interviewed he says no we got a confession from kifidi e. that his nephew orlando anderson was beat down by tupac and the death row guys that night got angry they went they got a gun and they shot at the the entourage and oh by the way uh i've had this is e. D talking he's like i've had some meetings sit downs with puff daddy and he basically offered me like a million dollars to kill Shogun Tupac beforehand, before that. Next thing you know, uh, I just remember that Vladis starts putting out clips from a e. D interview. He somehow managed to, he manages after this Kading interview, he manages to get e. D and he starts as, there's a few e. D interviews and I'm, I think the second one I remember had a few more details like the first one he was a little hesitant to like give some details and then the second one he from the second one he just like starts snitching on himself because he's got immunity or whatever it is and he just lays it out it's just the simplest explanation right that um yeah tupac came after the dude because of the chain that was stolen and he's angry and he's like you know we're crips they're bloods and blah 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 and, we gotta go back and keep D's thinking, like, oh, you know, we I've already got like an agreement to to get these guys, they get a gun and um and they shoot. Um I, there there is this thing, like did Sug do it? Did Sug set it up? But I've heard people say, Listen, he's in the same car, he's like three times as big. Are you gonna set up a hit? To get someone right beside you in like a, a close range, kind of like sloppy shooting like that? are, you, are you, Right, you it doesn't do that? make
1: sense. It does not make sense. And that's one thing that I do want, uh, wanted to get to <clears throat> as well, because Perm and I had listened to, um, Perm, in just a sec, I kind of want you to do maybe a little bit of an overview of the MoFax episode that we talked about. But you, that's the other thing that I wanted to really hear what you thought, Zach, because like you said, we have the people that are saying that Suge Knight set this up. Then we're having the people that say that Biggie had something to do with, or Biggie and Puff Puff Daddy had something to do with this, which kind of made sense because we knew that there was the East Coast, West Coast rivalry and that there was maybe some nefarious stuff about Uh, Puff Daddy or P. Diddy. And even myself, this is a super weird story, but many, many years ago when I was, I think in high school, I was accepted to this Jesse Helms, which he was like a congressman from North Carolina. He had a, um, like a summer camp that kids could go to. And I was invited to that. So I went to that for a few days. And one of the speakers was this woman who apparently she had a son who was friends with, um like mace and puff daddy and and you may recall that mace was on the up and up and he kind of had the uh, he pivoted and he said i want to leave this lifestyle so there's definitely some precedent and even in my own personal life as weird as that is talking about what a nefarious person p diddy is and then yeah. in the episode that perm and i listened to um someone shared it with us perm had already listened to it but um they talk about the Quincy Jones angle and they talk about how the fact that all of these people had associations with Quincy Jones. Tupac had apparently made some accusations that Quincy Jones was trying to almost like initiate him in homosexual activity. Tupac was engaged to his daughter. Then you have people that happen to be removed from other celebrities life for them to make the rise. So then you had, um, I believe they talked about the fact that Aaliyah was out of the way and that allowed Beyonce to rise. And, and there were many instances like that. So I just kind of wanted to see if Perm had anything to say on the Quincy Jones aspect, and then to see what you thought overall, like, what do you make of all of these different accusations? Perm, are you, oh, you're muted. You're muted, Perm.
2: To be honest, I didn't take a whole lot when I re-listened with the Quincy Jones thing. Um, I think Tupac was engaged to his daughter or something at one Mm -hmm. point. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, and apparently she was there that night, and she apparently he died in her arms.
0: To be clear, you're talking about Rashida Jones, right?
2: Yeah. No, it's her her sister. sister.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: Her sister, yeah. Um, he, so I do remember hearing that he was trying to get out of the bed multiple times and saying that he had to do something after he was shot at the hospital and they had to put him into a medically induced coma. And I know I mentioned on Twitter, my uncle had run into a nurse a week after the shooting down in Vegas, and they were chopping it up, and she was saying how terrified she was that night because there were so many gangbangers hanging around at the hospital. So, not that this has to do with the question, but I do believe that he was shot and there. Whether or not he died there or not, I don't have an opinion. But uh, I didn't take a whole lot from that MoFax Quincy Jones episode, to be honest. It was more about Will Smith.
1: Yes, but they were weaving these weird threads, though, because the thing is, is that you have the Will Smith and Jada Smith, then you have Jada Smith who grew up allegedly with Tupac, and then this, all of this, these people whose careers were made by Quincy Jones, and then these odd accusations about him by Tupac. So it's it's a very strange uh, situation, and of course, it sounds like a ton of people had it out for Tupac. I don't know. What do you think, Zach?
2: Well, and they also. Yeah much deeper in an earlier episode on Tupac and starting with a 11 year old yummy Sandifer that was killed in Chicago and how like Tupac really spoke about the thug life and things like that. Like that was part of society, I guess. And uh, what else was it? I don't know that that was how he like started into i don't know go ahead zach yeah well a few
3: things there but there's there look quincy jones it's hard i I haven't looked into quincy jones that deep okay because it's just not it's not my interest like i don't i'm not into that kind of music and stuff like that but you're absolutely right. The connection's there. Um, the stars rising. Um, just Leah herself, yeah. Um, from what I remember, what happened was Pac was talking about how Quincy Jones was with a white lady. And so he was like, I mean, he's still on his, his Black Panther kind of tip from his mom and stuff like that and he's like i kind of it's very strange because i kind of see it as like this kind of transformation that malcolm had the same kind of thing where he was like we gotta we gotta we gotta have this this black community and kind of segregate and then malcolm has this point where he realizes like wait a second no 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 no. like okay maybe we have to solve our problems as a community and stuff like that but white black brown whatever we're all kind of the same and it it seemed like Pac was coming at Quincy kind of from that angle at first, that he was like, look, man, why are you like mixing with a white lady and having kids with a white lady and this and that and that? And then I don't know what happened because the story is just simply that uh, Rashida Jones, I think, wrote something back or publicly to Tupac or something. And next thing you know, their Kidada, the other sister is at a party Pak thinks it's Rashida, goes up to her. Hey, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean offense. Blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, they're like in love, engaged. Um Pac already understood the problems with getting married, especially someone in his position. He had a he had a, a, a bad marriage before. Um and he's dead now. Yeah, she was in the car. I don't know if it was the car directly behind him, but or two cars behind with his bodyguard, Frank Alexander. And there's another angle to the story. Frank Alexander, he's dead now, but uh, he was like, he Pac told him, no, don't drive with us. You drive with uh, Kidada and it might have been Qaddafi, his cousin or whatever, that was That was in another car with them, this and that and that. So Quincy, I don't know. All we know is we're not just, we're not just here about music. Like I said, I don't know you guys from... From nowhere but a quick you know run through on twitter i'm like okay you guys are based you guys understand kind of how things work so is it that hard to believe that on one hand we just had some gang issues rappers with egos and police corruption covering it up or on the other hand maybe there were some people within the industries that were trying to make moves so they could step on people's back um Shook didn't turn out so well, but Puffy, Snoop, uh, I mean, their careers skyrocketed basically after Puck and Biggie were taken out, right? Um, you look at someone like Big L, one of the I mean, if you're really a hip-hop head, you know that Big L is one of the, and I don't have no conspiracies about Big L or anything like that, but if big L or Big Pun were still around, or even Biggie Smalls were still around, if any of these guys were still around there, no one would be calling Drake a rapper, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's entire, there's a whole industry built off of this, right? Um, but I'm going to say two things because, okay, this is the other black and yellow, but I'm always rocking that black and yellow on Twitter. I'm always rocking the black and yellow. Um, cause I, Pac was the first, but who was the, the second love of my life? And, um, there's, there's a video, I, I don't know if it's still up on YouTube and stuff. I've got a screenshot of it on my phone somewhere, but it's something like if you type in, uh, inspected deck, ghost face party or something like that, you'll see this caption about like inspected deck recounts weird party in Hollywood or something. And, uh, he's just like, yo man, these parties, they invite you go in. It's like, trust me, man. Don't open the doors. Cause we opened a door one time and we saw what was going on between who, like it's, it's not just people that he knows, it's people that we know. And he's like, yo, and like, yeah, so, and you can hear these accounts all over the map, right? Rappers, singers, uh, <laughs> artists, actors, everybody, right? Look at look and- at that. What's that movie? The, the one about where they're saving the kids, the, the one sound that just freedom. came out, the, the sound the, of freedom, um, down to freedom and look how they're reacting right look how the regime and all the regime agents are just like throwing a fit and you're like wait but i mean isn't this wouldn't this be like a like wouldn't you be trying to like isn't this a good movie to make or something something you should be bringing okay so another thing i want to just mention is robbie williams i don't know if any of y'all know who robbie williams is or if you remember robbie williams i know him from when i'm I'm growing up, I'm into rap, so I'm not listening to pop music. Is right before rap is like turning into pop music, right? Um Robbie Williams is this like I don't know, boy band singer from the UK that's you know, making music I don't like. Um <laughs> and whatever. I just forget about it. I just know his name because he was on he was on uh, the much music all the time, right? We don't we didn't get MTV, we got much music. Um, turn back, I I don't know, a few years, probably three years or so ago there, I can't even remember the channel. Uh, I can try and look for it and, and, and send it to you guys if you want, because it's a two part interview, this guy on YouTube and it's Robbie Williams. Somehow Robbie Williams is now listening to all this stuff on the internet a few years back about all this stuff going on in Hollywood and, and music industry and government and all this and stuff. And he's like, I want to talk about what I saw. And he sits down with this guy, and he's like, look, man, I know everything from the symbology, the symbols, the rings, and the this, and a, they're posing like this for pictures and this. I get it. I, comp- I see everything you guys see when you talk about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. I never saw anything. I never saw anything. And the only reason I kind of put a little bit of kind of like, okay, maybe he's telling the truth is because he was like, because really, man, I was never like in the in-group because he was uh, what i didn't know what i didn't realize about robbie williams is he was like the bad boy right he was the one i guess he was in a group before he was solo or something and he was the one that was always partying and didn't follow the rules and wouldn't stay in line and stuff so he would not get brought into the inner circles into the he might get invited once to the party but then those people don't invite him again right things like this so I could be like, all right, all right, I get it. But, I mean, you were talking about some of the symbolism you see with Tupac with some of the occult stuff, and I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. What is the point? Why would he call it Illuminati? I don't get that, that he's trying to – I've heard one explanation that he was trying to kill people's – people shouldn't focus on the Illuminati. We should focus on – the bread and butter issues right say if you're a mm-hmm. politician we're talking politics right how do we put food on the table how do we pay our rent and this and that, and that and that i don't know i don't know what like we know this stuff happens we know this stuff happens in hollywood and in the music industry we know they're greasy like i said gene deal uh puff daddy's former disgruntled bodyguard has stories about oh. big name ex coming out of offices with Vaseline on their shoulders, like I don't know, what am I supposed to think, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I would I would say, um, and I wanted to ask Jen about gridlocked as well before we end up wrapping up, but before I move on,
2: can I comment on some of that? They, that yeah,
1: yeah, go go it. for it.
2: Speaking about the parties and the closed doors and things. Um, I had an ex that was a design, lead designer for a high-end t-shirt company in L.A., probably like 2008 or so, and they'd get invited to some of the parties, and she'd say like uh, Jamie Foxx's parties, they always had like tranny strippers dancing on tables all the time, and she was the first one that I ever heard from that Will and Jada had an open relationship and that he sleeps with the guys and she sleeps with the girls. And in my research for this, I've seen that uh, Quincy Jones had forced Will to sleep with him at some point. Um, And I know Jada and Tupac had, Tupac was like Jada's love of her life type of person. Um, Also, what I had forgot when I was trying to talk about the earlier episode of Mofax is that there wasn't always the east-west beef and that Tupac had asked Biggie to join his Thug Life like music group early on and for whatever reason, Biggie had turned it down but they were recording in the same studio on different floors when Tupac originally got shot yeah. I think it was five times in New York Yeah, so. I mean, they were like
3: best, I, I, you can't say they're best friends but they were like they were like this, right? Like they were, they were really good friends. When they were in the same city, they're always together. Tupac was bringing Biggie up and stuff, and they were Biggie, Biggie, Andre Harrell, Puffy. All of them were in the in the studio when Pac got shot. Came up, and that's why he thought. That's why a lot of people think that he was saying Biggie and Puff had something to do with the shooting. But what he was saying was, look, you, you guys, are in with these. The black mafia in New York, right? These gangsters, Jimmy Henchman, King Tut, um, and uh, Haitian Jack. That that's how Tupac met them, and he came to the idea that Haitian Jack and King Tut, the two guys that were in the hotel room with him, when for that the the sexual assault case that he got, he got hit with, that these guys were federal informants. I think one of them it ended up being admitted in court or something. But he was like, the way the case was handled and stuff, these guys are feds. Um And he was angry at Biggie because he was like, you're my boy and you knew they were going to come after me and you didn't warn me. And Biggie's side is like, man, I told you not to hang out with those guys. That those, those guys are bad news. Um You have Napoleon, one of the uh outlaws, years later, sees Jimmy Henchman in a mosque. And asked him, you know, what happened? And Jimmy Henchman is like, nah, man, I had nothing to do with it. Later, he confesses that he did, that he he put a hit out on Tupac. Uh, Haitian Jack apparently also spoke to Napoleon. Napoleon, and he told Napoleon, uh, look, man, I I didn't tell them to go after Pac, but he was talking about me on, on records. So the people in the streets who, who have love for me, they went after Tupac. You got... Mob Deep, who's kind of affiliated, dropping, drop a gem on them, where they're just, I mean, it's just openly. They were like, our people shot you, and they'll do it again if you run your mouth and stuff like that, right? And
2: and there's then the also the thing- theory that Pac had been sleeping with Faith Hill, and then he did something And if you Evans. listen to Hit Him Up, I mean, you mentioned "Hit 'Em Him Up earlier, and that's by far my most played Tupac song. It has to be the um, hardest honey. diss track. Just
1: time. to uh just to correct, it's actually Faith Evans. And they do They're say Faith Evans, Hill. Right. They say Faith Hill repeatedly in the Mofax episode, and it was driving me insane. I was that's like, she's a country singer, not Faith, Faith Evans. Evans. <laughs> um, okay, now I would actually love if we could have a maybe a day when we could do a long form conversation with Zach on this because there's so many there's so many elements here, so many threads. This is just scratching the surface. So maybe we can actually do that, Zach, where we can just get on and and not have a time limit. Today, unfortunately, I do need to kind of wrap it up. I want to get to Jen quickly on gridlocked, then just see if anybody has anything else. and, um, And maybe just let you summarize, Zach, like where you're at on the whole thing. We have all these questions, but what do you lean? And and then we'll wrap it up for today. Jen, why don't you talk to us about Gridlocked really quick?
4: I'll just do it really quick, but I think everybody should see it. It's a great movie. Tupac was actually a really good actor and Poetic Justice is also a phenomenal movie. But Gridlocked is really interesting because he plays, um, hes it's not explicit, but he's kind of a bisexual, HIV positive artist and he's in like a triad relationship. This was way pre like poly stuff on the internet. Like nobody knew what that was. This is like very avant-garde of, of 1997. So he's in this triad with this white dude, Tim Roth and Tandy Newton, who you could say is Jones, or you could also say it's, um. Uh, you just realized we're just talking about her. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name. She's the crazy one, Jada, Jada. So you could say it's also Jada. So i just think it's a really interesting movie people should watch it It has lots of occult symbolism really beautiful movie as well like uh, the shots and it's detroit and all these crazy like art deco buildings so yeah watch that and it because there's something there there's like a story that is told about him that isn't about him like it's a meta it's meta story so anyways that's all i'm gonna say for that Okay,
1: cool. Well, maybe we can watch that all um, and then do that before our next conversation and try to have a long forum with Zach on this subject, because I really would like to do more explorings. There's so many threads, so many possibilities here. So um, before we wrap up with Zach, Keel Perm, do you guys have anything else that you want to ask Zach or any comments you want to make on that?
0: I got one comment. Well I I'm enjoying this conversation immensely. I, I know all these, well, a lot of the people you're talking about, but I've never been into the, the genre, so I don't really know anything about any of these people. Um, but uh, it's really cool. The one thing that I think I might be able to contribute, and it's I don't think it's really related, but uh, you say Col- Columinati. I don't know if it's spelled the same way, but there is a character in a Dungeons & Dragons video game called Colum, and he is a necromancer that talks to the dead if that makes any,
1: Ooh, any connection. That there. is interesting.
4: Yeah, columns like uh, he's like I think a Iro, Irish Celto god of the underworld. That's what I if I'm correct, that's what I think it mm. is.
1: Okay. Okay. That is interesting. Perm, do you have anything?
2: No, I mean like you said I think we just scratched the surface on all this. We we mentioned pretty much all the theories, but it take hours to actually dive down each one of them.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, uh, first of all, I would like to thank Zach so much for coming on to speak with us. Um, I know an hour is not long enough, but why don't you just summarize for us, knowing what you know, the research that you have done, which way are you leaning on what actually happened or who actually was responsible for killing Tupac?
3: Okay, so yeah, just quickly, I'm gonna put it like this, like I did in Twitter. Twitter. I think the evidence, since we got the Kefid confession and other confirmation, since is that it's as simple as Orlando Anderson gets beat down, meets up with his uncle. They find Tupac and Suge, and they they shoot him. The problem is, is all this other stuff. Like, yeah, you guys wanna you guys wanna talk about. Jada and Will, and that—that's where I'm like, I haven't looked into Quincy that hard, but uh, I've been watching Fresh Prince since since I'm this big. I uh, I've been paying attention. Um, we can't ignore what happens in that that en- that entertainment industry and the cops and stuff. So uh, this whole thing about Puffy putting putting up money to have them killed i it it makes me go like was there something was there something deeper to it i can't ignore that part still to this day where i will tell you look all the sevens might be coincidences um it's that admission from kefi at the same time that yeah yeah it was orlando that shot tupac but oh hey by the way puffy was trying to get me to kill tupac and shug for months earlier I can't ignore that. So when you ask me which way I lean, it's really it really depends on what audience we're talking about, right? We're, right. So um, yeah, absolutely. You guys wanna you wanna talk about it some more? Um, just let me know. For sure, I would
1: love to uh, do a much deeper dive on this. But for today, we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna leave it with that. That you are in the camp of it was D and Orlando with leaving it open that maybe there's a lot more to the story even after all this time so for all of the unknowns here i would like to thank you for tuning into this episode jen thank you so much for joining us zach thank you so much for your time your knowledge i really appreciate it everybody Um, i hope that maybe we piqued some interest on a very fascinating topic with a huge rabbit hole uh, to really explore, tons of analysis and and tons of information is still out there to to be looked at. So, um, hopefully, we can revisit this again soon and talk about it for a lot longer. Okay.
3: Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks. Thank uh, appreciate uh, it. Jen, do you guys have any uh, shows or social media you want to plug before we head out?
4: Um, I just was on an episode of Subconscious Realms. People can check it out if they want. But I just want to say, like, Zach, you got me through the Toronto lockdowns because that's where I was stuck during that time and, like, your memes. And I really appreciate you, brother. And um, it's so great to have you on the show. And um, uh, thank you, Ashley, Keel, and Big Perm for having me on, too. Just to, so, like, yeah, you know. Anyways, thank you, you so it, much. i be on with you. Yeah, it's really great to be on with you too, Perm. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother.
1: Yeah, this was good. Thank you guys so much. Um, oh yeah, And Zach, do you want to tell them how they can get in touch with you? Uh,
3: my tw- just my Twitter, Shakur four twenty four. I think is the one I'm using right now, four two four. Um, that's it. I don't use Facebook, and uh, I'm just on on Twitter. Um, same. I don't really use my YouTube or whatever. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Jin, it's the means. You were missing there for a little while. I don't know if you were banned or you just weren't showing up on my feed and stuff, but I'm glad to see you back because, yeah, I know it was rough for a lot of people. I had it lucky down here in Mexico. Um, glad to see you. Whoever made it through, made it through. Thanks, guys.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now I'm signing off for the unknowns, but I want to tell you quickly where you can find us. And that is unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our link tree page. It has all of our information. And uh, thank you for listening. Please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you.
2: Real quick. We also have a Facebook page that's just pretty new. So any of you that do have Facebook, please follow us. Um, We don't have a ton of posts on there right now, but if I get more engagement, I'd love to post more.
1: Definitely okay thanks everybody thanks bye
2: later
0: thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns you can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks